Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb, your 10-minute Friday encouragement from a small passage of scripture usually focused on one little verb. Today's verb you will love, and it's something that maybe you all need to hear today because you're in a situation where you feel overwhelmed or you can't see what's ahead or you don't even know what you're feeling about God today. Maybe it's just one of those blah days where you just can't get it together. And the verb is trust as in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, probably the most quoted and memorized proverb. And it just says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I thought of that passage today because so many times I don't know what to think about certain situations. I easily get overwhelmed. I'm not sure kind of what work I should be doing on a certain day or I can't figure something out. And I just remember the day I asked someone, you know, what's the most important passage of scripture to you? And her face just lit up and she says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I said, why? And she goes, because... I can no longer lean on my own understanding. And I don't have to. I can trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I don't have to figure this out. I can trust in Him. I just love that verb, trust. It's this idea of putting your complete confidence in the Lord, leaning on Him, you know, depending on Him. Think of Psalm 22.5, where The psalmist writes this, to you, Lord, they cried and were delivered. In you, they trusted and were not disappointed. I love that psalm because it's like, look, you can trust in God. He's going to lead you and you're not going to be disappointed. Now, in case you wonder what this life of trust is, what, what it means to just step forward with the kind of faith where you're essentially saying, I can't figure anything out. I just need to focus on you, Lord, and trust you. Think of Hebrews 11 that defines faith like this. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I love that because it's like, you're not going to see it. You don't know anything. You just have faith. It's the assurance of the things hoped for. Now, Hebrews eleven six 6 says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever comes to him, must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It is a beautiful life to live in such a way that requires faith. So many times we don't move out into hard situations. We don't take risks either with relationships or just new, you know, work assignments or just anything in your life where you think, I can't do this because I can't see the way ahead or I don't know this, I don't know this. Well, guess what? That's a way of leaning on your own understanding and not doing something in your life that requires faith. So here's a question for you today. What are you doing right now in your life that requires faith? Because you're so far out of your league, you're you're in deep waters. What a beautiful way to live to think, yeah, 
I'm doing something that really requires faith. I mean, I think about the times I started writing books or teaching at Penn State, you know, walking into that classroom the first time. You know, even marriage is an act of faith. You know, when you step out to start a new relationship with someone, that that requires faith. Think about having children. Think about, you know, stepping on a stage for public speaking. It terrifies so many people, but I'm so thankful that I could do things in my life that required faith. Now, I was thinking about what I wanted to go to to really, um, you know, capture this. I always think of Second Chronicles 20. And I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but I love, I've reread Second Chronicles 20, you know, probably 10 times in the last few months. It's so beautiful because it's when Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, he is, he's coming under the worst, you know, attack. The Moabites and the Ammonites, they're, they're all coming against him. A huge war is being waged against this king. And the people say to him, to Jehoshaphat, they say, a vast army is coming against you. You know, and, and it's this idea of everyone sort of shaking in their boots. They don't know what to do. So it says the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They came from every town in Judah to seek him. And what I love is the prayer that Jehoshaphat prays in front of everyone. He says this, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms and the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. And then he goes on and says, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. We will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. And then this is the line that I keep thinking about, that I keep going back to in scripture. He says, we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now, before I read the rest of the passage, I want you to think of what's happening in your life right now where you can say, I have no power to face this thing in my life. How many of you are in a situation where you can say, I I actually don't know what to do? But how beautiful to say, we don't know what to do, Lord, but our eyes are on you. And what I love about Second Chronicles 20 is all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones. So even the little ones, the little children are standing there before the Lord. And then the spirit of the Lord comes upon a prophet who tells everyone what to do. And this is what he says, and it's a promise to us all. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all you who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. I love it. I just love it. So Jehoshaphat then stands up and says, listen to me, Judah, people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith. You will be successful. And then, of course, 
after the prophet speaks, after Jehoshaphat speaks, after the prayer, you know what they do? You know, they don't know what's going to happen. So what they do is they begin to sing to the Lord and they praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And that's what they do. And as you know, if you read Second Chronicles, not only do they defeat this army, but there's so much plunder that it takes three days to collect it. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for God had now given him rest on every side. How absolutely beautiful. If you are in distress at all today, if you're worried about anything today, I want you to think of that word, faith. I want you to think of that verb, trust. I want you to think of the beautiful line that says, you do not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. If you don't know what to do, you can say like the people did in 2 Chronicles 20, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I hope that encouraged you today, and I can't wait to meet up with you again next Friday. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.